You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Born on the radio, raised by technology, you're tuned Into Tomorrow during our 26th year. On the air, covering the latest in cool consumer tech, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. This for the weekend of Friday, November 12th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. We got some tech news and commentary for you and then more calls. We address your concerns and we award prizes to you when we hear you on the show. It really is that easy. Just participate and win stuff. Daryl's standing by in Texas, among many others. But some tech news and commentary first. Researchers at Penn State University have developed a new technology that can measure a person's glucose levels through sweat instead of blood. Really? Eliminating the need for those needle sticks that we all hate. Or, because I haven't had to prick my fingers in years because I have the Dexcom system, which goes to my phone and tells me at, at all times what my current glucose is, but... This sounds interesting. Yeah, this is a this low-cost, non-invasive device attaches to the skin and measures glucose levels within a matter of seconds to minutes, depending on uh, climate conditions, the amount of sweat excreted, and an individual's pH levels. So if you don't sweat, then you're not getting it? Like if you just happen to be sitting calmly in a nice air-conditioned building or office or whatever, and you're not sweating? Well, it's... part of this device apparently will simulate or stimulate a small amount of sweat to continuously have this one little <laughs> dot, I guess, area of your skin where it's sweating. Wow. Uh, researchers started with laser-induced graphene, or LIG, a material with high electrical conductivity. Because LIG is not sensitive to glucose, the team then combined nickel, which is sensitive to glucose, and gold to reduce allergic reactions to the nickel. Finally, developers added a microfluid chamber, which allows the sweat to pass between the skin and the sensor, avoiding irritation to the skin. Wow. That seems very complicated. So but... it seems like it's a similar thing to like the Dexcom sensor that you wear, Yeah, but, that's... It, but instead of having this little cannula that goes into your skin, it just yeah. you know, stimulates your skin to sweat a little bit and uses that sweat to measure. So instead of using the interstitial fluid, which is subcutaneous, right, uh, just under your skin, yeah. it's using your sweat. Yeah. And it's not under your skin. Right. It's on top of your skin. Exactly. Now, is this available? No, this, or this, this is, is a this new is, study? This is a new study that they, they developed this at Penn State. So oh, gonna, I, guess, okay. you know, it's, I guess it's going to have to go through all these testing and then find out if there's a company that wants to manufacture it. Wow. But they've, they've proven the concept. That's interesting. We'll have to stay on top of that. Promise to stay on that, not only for our collective well-being and health, but also for the audience who's curious, I'm sure. I will stay on it like a sweat sensor on your skin. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so the new parent company name of Fakebook, Meta, has been working with Carnegie Mellon University researchers to develop ReSkin, an artificial skin with embedded sensors that could make virtual experiences more immersive. So, see, they're not talking about for health reasons. It's all about virtual experiences. Meta Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said, This brings us one step closer to realistic virtual objects and physical interactions in the metaverse. 
Close okay. quote. And all it does is bring Zuck one step closer to world domination. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that ends up working out. We'll certainly stay on top of reskin as well. Yeah. Someone just paid half a million dollars for a rare Apple One computer built and tested by company co-founders Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. Wasn't me. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't spend you know five dollars on an Apple product, let no. alone five hundred thousand. I would not. Uh, the forty-five-year-old computer went up for auction this past Tuesday, which resulted in the winning bidder reportedly paying four hundred thousand dollars to own the machine. Sucker, and, and another hundred thousand dollars in fees to the auction house. Extra sucker. The computer originally launched in nineteen seventy-six as Apple's first product. Back then, it cost $666.66. Yeah. Because Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, liked repeating numbers. And why that number? Why not 777 <laughs> or 555? Five, five, number of the, the beast. The, yeah, yeah, the devil. Uh, but in today's dollars, that would be about $3,210. So it's still an and expensive paid, machine back then. And he paid what for it? $400,000. 400, almost half a million dollars. Yeah. Great. Uh, now, with Apple now one of the most influential tech companies in the world, the computer has since become a collector's item. Apple made 200 Apple One machines, and only 175 of them were ever sold. Wow. And these are back when when these computers were kits. So they basically came – you bought the board, yeah. and then you had to get your own case for it and monitor and keyboard. Interesting. So you basically you're paying, you know – Six hundred and sixty-six dollars for a circuit board. That's true, but a fancy one with <laughs> yeah. a with, with a, a piece, piece of, of piece of fruit on it. Exactly. We don't yet know exactly how they're going to compete with Elon Musk's Starlink service, but Boeing managed to get the Federal Communications Commission's approval to deploy V-band Constellation satellites, so that they can also provide broadband service to residential and business customers. Boeing has not yet confirmed its timeline for deployment or their expected prices. But as we always say in this business, stay tuned. Instagram is acting on its promise to encourage healthier social media habits, or at least attempting to. Oh, please. Um, Social network head Adam Mossery uh, has revealed that Instagram started testing its hinted at take a break feature this week. Uh, Opt in and the app will remind you to do something else after 10, 20 or 30 minutes, whether it's a to do item list or just listening to your favorite tunes. Uh, You'll see the option in the coming days. If you're part of the test, Instagram hopes to launch the feature for everyone in December. Now, there may already be room for improvement. Uh, Like a previous time limit feature, take a break doesn't strictly enforce the pauses. You can simply tap done and continue with your scrolling. Yeah, because how many people who are stuck on any anti-social media are going to get this little reminder okay, you should take a break from me, from this app, because you've been on it too long. They're going to go, yeah, okay, whatever, done, and keep going, Uh because that's why they're on it. Yeah. So it's really like what we would call, I guess, a white hat issue, where they're trying to do something good, uh, just on the surface, because it's a public relations move. Right. Which is why they make it so easy to ignore that notice. Yeah, of course. (laughs) They should make you do a math problem or something. (laughs) I don't think so, but, but just that easy to dismiss it. Not not good. But they can claim that they're helping. They can claim. Yeah. They and won't if, be. But. And if people don't follow our advice, oh, my goodness, we did our best. Nonsense. A drone that crashed near a substation in Pennsylvania last year is the first known example of a modified unmanned aircraft system likely being used in the United States to specifically target energy infrastructure. That, according to a recently released Federal Intelligence Bulletin, 
Electrical infrastructure wasn't damaged during the attack, but officials are using the memo to raise awareness about potential drone-based threats to our U.S. electrical grid. Can you imagine? I mean, all these other bizarre things have gone down. The next step, of course, people talk about it, is the electrical grid. Look what happened in Texas last year and stuff. That if a drone or some bad actor, as they like to say, took down your electrical grid, then what do you do? My gosh, that's they've. I hope and pray that all these electrical companies, like our very own FPL, Florida Plunder and Loot, are taking measures and cybersecurity efforts and everything they can to protect these grids. But, again, who knows? Yeah, I mean, just wonder what happens if one of these major uh, utilities gets hit with ransomware. Yeah, of course. It's like, well, they're going to make their customers pay it in the long run anyway. But, but, wow, that does concern me because clearly it can happen. And almost anything else they can deal with or issues can be dealt with, whether it's a paying a ransom nonsense or whatever. But bring down the entire electrical grid in a a city or a region or the whole country. And and a lot of people believe that this is how wars are going to be fought in the future. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Which would still cause loss of life in many ways. Some of the first ever space-grown chili peppers have been consumed in orbit. Taco style. You mentioned that you had tacos the other night for dinner and you made so much of it that you had it again the next day for lunch and again the next day for dinner. But but hopefully they didn't do this on the the SpaceX flight where they didn't have the working toilet. Uh, No. (laughs) Okay, good. NASA astronaut (laughs) Megan MacArthur, one of the seven crew members currently living and working on the International Space Station, created what she called, quote, my best space tacos yet, unquote using some of the newly harvested peppers from up there, some fajita beef, and rehydrated tomatoes. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't sound as appetizing as one might think, especially with the peppers. I'm not a pepper fan. But that's pretty cool, though. The first chili peppers consumed in orbit. Grown and nice. consumed, even. They obviously, they obviously had to hand-pollinate them, because I don't know that they have very many bees on the International Space Station. You, as a gardener, man, you're always <laughs> talking about how you had to hand-pollinate some of your flowers to fruit and stuff. And it was yeah, like, it's, what? It's, it's, it's and like then he shows me <laughs> how you got to take, like, a, a Q-tip, and, and you rub this part, and then you rub it on that part. And it's like, oh, my gosh, really? But, yeah, I guess gardeners listening can relate to that. Yeah. Because you don't have bees. Well, maybe they have bees in space. I don't know. Maybe. They don't have to worry about flying. They just float. Again, I'm just glad they weren't doing this on that SpaceX uh, capsule because, you know, the, the one that just returned, I guess, and splashed down successfully, you know, this past week. Yeah. Uh, from what I understood, the uh, toilet had stopped working and the astronauts all had to wear diapers on the way back. Oh. Because there was no other way to use the restroom. Oh, <laughs> poop. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my gosh. You would expect to hear that as a problem on the the Blue Origin stuff, because Bezos doesn't ever think of other people. Uh, But then again, their flights are only 10 minutes, so the SpaceX flight was a lot longer than that, and actually in space. Because this was one that was in space for like 200 and something days, I think. What? How long had the toilet not (laughs) been working? Apparently it was a recent problem or something. God, I hope so. (laughs) If not, boy, they should have called that trip short. Yeah. Or you can't really stop. I wonder if they could have stopped at the International Space Station. Uh, can we stop, please? We've really got to go. <laughs> can you imagine, though, at some point they've got to be able to interconnect all these things and, and say, yeah, we haven't had visitors in 200 days, so by all means, 
come aboard. What do you mean you need to just use the toilet? <laughs> but, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, hope you brought your own spray. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and your own TP. Yeah. Executives at Meta, of course, the new parent company named for the anti-social media giant Facebook, have considered opening retail stores around the world. Just what we need. To introduce consumers to such products as virtual reality headsets and augmented reality glasses. That, according to some sources, serious work on the idea began last year, the sources said, adding that the project is not guaranteed to proceed. (laughs) Which is kind of an easy way to say, I don't know, shrug your shoulders, we'll see. But if it's, you know, the fake book people, they're going to pour whatever they have to in it and... Make it work somehow, but mm-hmm. would you go into a meta or fake book store no. to buy something? No, because you know they're going to have some kind of sensor. They're going to know everything about you as soon as you walk in the door anyway. Yeah. It'll be implanted in you before yeah. you walk out probably. Mm-hmm. A federal judge has denied Apple's request to delay opening the iOS ecosystem to third-party payments by December 9th. This past Wednesday, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers rejected the company's call for a stay on her original court order for the Epic versus Apple antitrust case. In September, the judge ruled that although Apple's iOS ecosystem isn't a monopoly, the company is still engaging in antitrust behavior by blocking iOS developers from including links to third-party payment options in their apps. Oh. In response, Rogers ordered Apple to open its iOS to external payments within 90 days. Under her court order, iOS software developers will soon be able to add a link or button to their apps that redirect customers to payment options outside of Apple's in-app purchasing system. Good. Which would allow developers to bypass Apple's 15 to 30% share of in-app purchases. Yeah, because, again, they have enough money. Yeah. You don't need to be raping these developers who are trying to put a nice app together, allow people to perhaps buy something within the app, which keeps them, the small developers in many cases, in business, and Apple takes 30% of it? Nonsense. Good. I'm glad some people are finally clamping down on yes. Apple. It's nice. No surprise to us, but get this. Broadcast radio remains the most popular in-car entertainment source worldwide. That according to an Edison research study backed by World DAB, Radio Player, the National Association of Broadcasters, Commercial Radio Australia, and Xperry. The lack of a built-in radio would discourage 81% of people from buying or leasing a vehicle if it didn't have a built-in radio. So, yay, radio. But the most popular in-car entertainment source. And 81% of people said, nope, I don't want the car if it doesn't have a radio. I wouldn't either. Exactly. Now, it doesn't have to have satellite radio, for crying out loud. It's not radio. I know. It's it's not radio, and it's compressed. If you like music, you don't want satellite radio. It's compressed as heck in order to cram as much of it as they can there. I... Anyway, uh, Facebook's oversight board has only been up and running for less than a year, but Facebook says that it's already having trouble keeping up with the group's recommendations. The company said it wants to work with the oversight board to, quote, improve the recommendation process, though it's not clear what those changes might entail. But it suggests that Facebook is looking to shake up the way it deals with the independent body that it created to oversee its own content policy. Yeah. How's that going? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Daryl in Lufkin, Texas, listens on 710 Keel out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Hey, Daryl. I'd like to know if I have to add the Microsoft uh, Suite or any of the features like Excel, PowerPoint, and Word to my Chrome. 
I've got a small Chrome that was made by Samsung, and I'm, I just retired, and so I don't have access to uh, any of those programs via my work. And so I'm wondering, how do you get a hold of those, and are they, they are available on the market? I guess we're at the Windows 10 or higher. Well, Daryl, Chromebooks can't install desktop software. Everything they do is web-based. So if you want to access Microsoft's Office Suite, you'll have to use the online versions, which is not a problem. You can head to office.com and sign up for a limited free version there. See how you like it. Now, made by Samsung or not, Chromebooks are Google devices. They'll try to prioritize their own office suite above all else, of course. So you almost certainly already have shortcuts to Google's own office suite in your Chromebook. Yeah, you can look for Docs as a word replacement, Sheets as an Excel replacement, Slides replaces PowerPoint, and there are a couple of other Google apps that will be available, but you probably won't have any use for. Uh, Google's Office Suite is as close of a clone to Microsoft's as they could get without being sued. Yeah. <laughs> so if you opt for theirs over Microsoft's, you'll probably barely notice a difference. Uh, most Sheets functions are named the same and work the same as Excel functions. Most Word functionality is in Docs and so forth. Yeah. Now, both options are available online, though, so you can stick to Office 365 if that's your preference. It's something we use, and it's one of those rare situations. I think we pay $99 a year, and it works on five devices or yeah. something like that. So, And it's a bargain as far as we're concerned. The, the fact that we have to pay for it at all is a problem, but we recommend that. If Again, Daryl, if you're into... Uh, the Office functionality, and you want to use Office 365, I think that's what they're still calling it this week, Yeah, sure. <laughs> then but, you want to look at that. But yeah, but we get five different licenses with that to use on multiple devices each. So I've got it on my laptop, my desktop, a, a tablet, and my phone, yeah. all under the, in that one license. That's so. true. And a, another license, I've got it on all of my similar devices. And it works very well. I've got to say that much. So give it a shot. If you don't want to pay anything, then stick with the Google stuff and see if you like it and if it works well for you. Let us know. Intotomorrow.com. I know what. Let's all meet there. Come on, come on. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let VCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-694-7153 for a no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-694-7153. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. Call 1950s, PCs went by the name Electronic Brains. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. How about that? You've probably seen a visually impaired person walking with the aid of a long white cane. Well, what if the cane could also tell you where to go? 
With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. People with limited or no vision are challenged when it comes to finding their way around, especially outside their homes and in unfamiliar places. The classic long white cane can help them avoid obstacles, but that's about all. Meanwhile, we have self-driving cars that can navigate around objects and find their way to a destination. Researchers at Stanford University decided to bring some of that car technology to a cane, resulting in a smarter cane. It includes LiDAR laser sensors to detect obstacles, GPS to find its location, and the same motion trackers you have in an average smartphone. And there's a wheel at the tip that can nudge you left or right when it's time to make a turn or maneuver around obstacles. Volunteers testing the device found that they were able to be more confident and could walk 20% faster than with a standard cane. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, sir. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit dexcom.com. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the ease. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. An important Into Tomorrow reminder, don't forget to check your spam filters frequently because it seems these days more and more emails that you want to get are ending up in your spam filters. So do check them periodically. And at the same time, don't forget to back up your important data. Always important to back up your important data. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our website at intotomorrow.com. Oh, how clever of us. Sam in Wilmington, Delaware, listens on WDEL. Hello, Sam. I need to know how to transfer files from the computer I have to the new computer I have bought. Ah, well, Sam, it depends on your computer, but usually there are a few options. Of course, you can manually move them either by sharing folders uh, via your home's network or for an easier option by moving them to an external drive of some sort and from that drive to your new computer. Microsoft's latest push is to get you to Upload all of your files to their paid storage, of course, then download them to the new computer. Or better yet, just leave them there and pay them to store it. No, thank you. Now, there is software out there that can migrate the data for you. For example, PC Mover or EaseUS PC Transfer. Uh, They are paid solutions, but they will make things easy for you. If you're setting up a new Mac, then when you first turn it on, the operating system's setup wizard will ask you if you want to migrate your old content and take care of it for you as part of that setup process. Yeah, well, that's true. But it seems like an external drive is a way to go anyway, and it's a great way to back up your important data. 
because you don't ever want to have important stuff. And whether that's just pictures and videos and music or or business related things or your banking records, whatever is important to you, maybe various documents and so so forth then you want to have them backed up and you never ever ever want to keep all of those things only on one device because with tech it's not a matter of if it will fail but when and how badly so always back up and i hope sam that that's answered your question because there are several ways to go we try to offer a couple of options and we did so let us know what you end up doing, because, again, not only will it hopefully help you, but it'll help other listeners in similar situations. And we always like to know if what we suggest works. Some tech news and commentary that we didn't get to, because there's always more to chat about. Trading platform Robinhood disclosed that a, quote, unauthorized party had stolen the data of over 7 million customers as part of a major data breach. Oh, wonderful. According to a blog published on Robinhood's website, the breach, discovered on November 3rd, allowed the perpetrator to steal the email addresses of around 5 million Robinhood users, the full names of a further 2 million individuals. Uh, Around 310 individuals had their names, birth dates, and zip codes exposed as part of the breach, while 10 customers had, quote, more extensive account details revealed. Oh, great. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robin Hood stressed that no social security numbers, bank account numbers, or credit card numbers were exposed in the breach, and that no customer had experienced a financial loss as a result. So, okay, don't worry about the breach then. Yeah. yeah oh, because so. at least at, at the moment, <laughs> as far as we know, nobody <laughs> suffered any financial loss. Yeah. At the moment. Subject to change. Again, whatever. Uh-huh. Please. These companies that try to justify their lack of proper security, and they're frequently big companies, too. Remember Target giving away a whole bunch of customer information a couple of years ago. Same thing with T-Mobile recently, the last couple of months. Yeah, I'm saying they're big companies that should know better and should protect your data because you're doing business with them. And you have the idea, joining these companies and doing business with these companies, that your stuff will be safe. Not necessarily. So, now Robin Hood, yeah. Steal from the rich, give to the poor. (laughs) Steal from everybody, give to anybody. Uh Electronic, huh? Give to the highest bidder on the dark web. (laughs) And that's what they're doing, of course. Electronic Arts CEO Andrew Wilson has confirmed that the company is exploring introducing cryptocurrency and NFT. Remember what NFT stands for? Non-fungible token. Very good. Non-fungible tokens as rewards for gamers, but noted that it's too early to move forward quite yet. However, he did add that play-to-earn crypto offerings and NFTs will play an important part about the future of the gaming industry. So get your non-fungible tokens lined up. Well, yeah, because of course, if, you know, if, I, if I get a token, I want one that's not going to grow mushrooms. Correct. You want it to be non-fungible. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Uh, Facebook whistleblower Francis Huggin warned this week that the metaverse, the all-encompassing virtual reality world at the heart of the social media giant's growth strategy, will be addictive and rob people of yet more personal information while giving the embattled company another monopoly online. In an interview with the Associated Press, Hagen said her former employer rushed to trumpet the metaverse recently because of the intense pressure it's facing after she revealed deep-seated problems at the company in disclosures that have energized legislative and regulatory efforts around the world to crack down on big tech. And, you know, and I'm still thinking there's something really odd about her. 
and her whistle blowing because I don't know what she's up to. I mean, I'm glad that because of some of the things she said, which led to things that others have said or confirmed, that we're getting to the crux of the matter and more of the zuck nonsense going on. But I still just don't know what her game plan is. Is she going to run for president or something? And, maybe, I mean, maybe she's secretly on Twitter's payroll. That, that could be. That could be. Uh, Facebook faces yet another new antitrust lawsuit while we're talking about their problems. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook CEO, downloaded a popular new app called Photo. It's P-H-H-H-O-T-O. Okay. Photo. Back on August 8th. 2014, and he took a selfie. Well, of course, then other Facebook executives and product managers soon followed suit. The social network then made overtures to integrate photo, but the interest of Facebook's top executives in photo was apparently just for show. That according to a lawsuit filed in New York by the startup, which is now defunct. Hmm. So see, there you go. Zuck and his people showing interest in something, perhaps making this company think, oh, there's hope. Maybe they'll buy us. We'll make a lot of money and they'll use our software and our platform and whatnot. And then it was like, nah, never mind. Yeah, they were showing interest. They were really excited about it. And then it was a startup that went out of business because Zuck was just playing with them. Nice. So I certainly hope that they win that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Again, not that Facebook cares because they've got more money than they ever need, but it'll maybe teach them another little itty-bitty lesson of stop trying to just take over the world. Yeah. And probably not. A lot of people have had the same phone for years and like it that way. They feel comfortable with it and its features. Word is that starting in the new year, many of those phones will not work anymore. Uh Uh-oh. What is about to happen is that the service providers across the country are about to drop support for the 3G networks. And there are still a lot of phones out there that rely on 3G. Yeah, my little StarTech that I use is... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think StarTech was ever 3G. No, it wasn't. Uh, now we're talking about major providers like AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and many of the smaller carriers who use those major providers' networks. It's uncertain when 3G networks plan to cut their service. It appears that depending on your service provider, you could lose 3G service as early as January 1st, or it could be toward the end of 2022. Hmm. Uh, some carriers are already offering free upgrades to new phones, so you won't have any problems. And the FCC also has a program designed to help low-income families get new phones that will be supported. And I'm certainly not defending these humongous carriers that make more money than they should, etc. But to be fair about it, it costs a fortune for them to maintain not just the last old network, but the one before that. 3G. Right. And it'll allow those those frequencies to then be put to other uses, yeah, too. Yeah, of course. You know, they, the FCC can auction those frequencies. They could do any number of things and, and help more people in the long run. So if you are using an old 3G phone, now is when you want to think about upgrading anyway. But check with your carrier, because as Chris said, some are just letting you upgrade for free or making it so affordable that maybe a monthly charge, minimal monthly charge, you get the newest or one of the newest, latest phones and get rid of the old phone. Because there's so much more you can do anyway with a new modern phone. Mm -hmm. Take advantage. General Electric says they will spin off or merge several of their units with its healthcare business branching away next year. And an energy-focused company spun off in 2024. 
the jet engine division will remain within General Electric. Apparently, that's the one that's making money. Times sure have changed because years ago, of course, you might remember GE was gobbling up companies to become a mega conglomerate. Well, now they're desperately trying to become smaller. Go figure. So I don't know what's up their plan, but to to spin off into three separate companies is going to be interesting. Well, because, you know, I think we learned in recent history that you're never too big to fail. So maybe they're trying to get smaller so that they're less big to fail or something. Something like that. Yeah. That might even work. Jeez. Anyway, we invite you to participate on the program. There are easy ways to do so. Chris is going to tell you because any number of these ways will get you on the air and qualify you for prizes. And we've got a plethora of goodies to share with you. How does one participate? Anytime, by the way, 24-7 you, and free. You could call the Ask Dave hotline. That's 800-899-INTO. 800-899-4686. You could download the free Into Tomorrow app. On iOS and Android, there's a little message to studio button. You can participate that way. And I hope and pray you do. And you can stop by intotomorrow.com and click the little Ask Dave microphone. As long as you've got a microphone on whatever device you're visiting that site on, you can do the same thing. That's right. So any device with a browser and a microphone. So your smartphone, oh, hello, yeah. Your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, anything with a browser and a mic. Participate. Hopefully do so in a somewhat quiet area, though. Do visit us, please, at intotomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. On radio, the original social media, not to be confused by anti-social media these days. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast. In fact, it'll be easy for most Into Tomorrow listeners. Plans starting at just $12 a month. Go to blubrry.com. Oh, so it's blueberry without the E. Yes. Yeah, very fine. Laura in Alisonia, Virginia, listens on WRAD. Hello, Laura. I live in the mountains of southwest Virginia. I have tried numerous antennas to get TV reception with no luck. I do not have Internet. I do not have TV I do not want DISH. I do not want direct TV, but I want to get Internet. I understand that there is broadband. If I get the broadband, what should I get to go with it? I have an old desktop computer that I probably would need to upgrade. Do you recommend getting a new tablet? And I don't understand hotspots, and how do I hotspot it? to my TV so that I can get, like, Hulu, whatever those things are, that I can maybe get some television also with that. 
I'm looking kind of for the cheapest way to go. I don't want to spend a, a ton of money every month. In the summertime, especially when the leaves are in, I can't even get pick up internet on my phone. Oh, my goodness, Laura. Uh, you know, those memes were mind blown. <laughs> that was my first thought through all the things you talked about. Uh, the main question, of course, is what kind of broadband might be available to you? If it's regular home internet, then you don't need a hotspot of any kind. You'll just need to plug in a wireless router or use a modem with a built-in wireless router from your internet service provider, assuming, again, you have an internet service provider uh, for your home, and you'll be all set. Now, if it's all cellular-based, then you will need a hotspot, and those are easy to use. You simply either turn it on from your phone settings if you're using your phone as the hotspot, or you just press an on-off button if it's a dedicated, separate little hotspot device, and you're all set. Now, the catch there is that cellular hotspots use the same cell service that your phone does. So if you barely get a signal and get nothing when the leaves are in, as you say, then you're going to have a bad experience. Now, you could try one with a different carrier than you're on with your cell phone service and see if you have any better luck. Uh, now, you can set up a wireless booster like the ones sold by WeBoost and others, but it will involve mounting an antenna somewhere that gets a signal and wiring it to a repeater placed inside your home. After that, you may get a good enough signal for a hotspot to work, but, of course, your mileage may vary. Uh, ultimately, the booster will need a signal to boost. It can't just create one out of nothing. Yeah. Now, assuming you can get some kind of usable service set up, you'll want something like a, a Roku stick. You talked about so you can get that Hulu or something. But a Roku stick or Fire TV or Apple TV to stream directly from your TV. And you want to choose a streaming service, or several perhaps, that make sense to you with things you want to see. Yeah, and that depends on what content you're interested in. Uh, for example, Hulu will get current TV shows, though watching them live costs a lot more than the delayed streaming service. Think as much as five or six times more. Yeah. Uh, Netflix seems to mainly be focusing on originals, but they still have a large library of movies and TV shows. And Disney Plus has all of the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars content. Now, there are plenty of others if you want sports packages or other specialty content. It'll all depend on what interests you and what you think is worth paying for. Yeah, so, Laura, tell us what you end up going with. We'll try to dig a little deeper. And, of course, another option is HughesNet, satellite internet. Now, you're not going to be able to if, – if you don't sound like you're a gamer, so that won't be an issue. And that's broadband. I mean, they have 25 megabits, and we get that. We have a HughesNet system in our own studios, and we test it regularly, and we get 23, 25 megabits download virtually nothing upload but you might want to try that and what's the secret to get information from HughesNet? you text the word radio to three five zero 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 there you go so just punch in thirty five thousand on your phone and then text the word radio and you'll get information right away that'll give you more details about what's available in your area and what it'll cost and that sort of thing so that might also be another option. Let us know. Again, we have no problem digging even deeper for you if we can, but I think we've pretty much scratched the surface of all the options available to you, at least all the way into tomorrow. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? 
That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Autonomous, ergonomic office furniture that helps you work from home productively. Check out autonomous.ai. We always prefer to hear you on the show. It is radio, after all, and you get to or have to hear us. But we do an occasional email whenever we can. Tim in Anchorage, Alaska, for example, listens on 700 AM KBYR. Alaska talks here and sends the following email. How would you recommend one protect a list of passwords? With your life. In a manila folder. They, yeah. That, no, 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 no. So, Tim, if you want to, of course, you can encrypt the file. But if this is just passwords, your best bet is to get a dedicated password manager. Password managers are built specifically to store your passwords securely and can suggest new strong passwords as well for you. Some will also alert you if one of your passwords has been compromised in a data breach. So you know to update it immediately before anything bad can happen. Yeah, there are many very popular subscription-based options like 1Password and LastPass, but there are also free versions you can use if you're not ready to pay a yearly fee for the protection. Uh, some of the free offerings include Avira's Password Manager and Bitwarden. If you do switch to a free version, keep an eye out for uh, free on up to one device or similar phrasing. The ones we mentioned are just free for personal use. There are paid team plans that will allow multiple users, but some are only free on one device as a hook to get you to pay to get access on your phone or other devices as well. Yeah. Now, Tim, I have a question for you. Do you subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter? Of course you do, and anyone else listening who does not yet do so, please visit intotomorrow.com, and you'll see a little box that pops up, asks only for your email address. And we don't spam you, and we don't share your email with anyone. We have it in over 26 years. We're not going to start now. And what's in the tech newsletter? Tech news. Oh, go figure. I never would have thought yeah. that. And who's on the show? We list the prizes that we have available. Uh, among other things, we got some hmm thoughts, little things to make you smile. And we've got a link to the This Week in Tech History video. We've got Beth's tech tip. This week, tech for vets. As we celebrated our veterans this past week, we want to share some cool tech that's helping them, like free tech training for veterans and smart homes to help disabled vets. There you go. All you need to do is sign up with just your email address at intotomorrow.com. 